Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ohio Wind Podcast. Um, love the guys I do the podcast with, but, you know, from time to time, just want to share some thoughts, um, things that come to me. And I'm recording this on a really pretty summer day here in Columbus, Ohio, and um, overlooking my backyard, watching my kids hanging out, and just wanted to share some thoughts. Um, you know, it's always been a bone of contention in my family. But I have always been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, and just wanted to kind of share some thoughts about the team, why I like them, and why uh, I'm, I'm going to like them for as long as I'm here. Um, it, it's been a fun journey with the Steelers. I wanted to share some stuff about that. Um, you know, when I started liking the Steelers, I'm a homer. Okay, you know, screw it. Let me just say this. Um, the Steelers have been uh, a team... Um, I am 46 right now. I'm recording this in 2021. And I think the first time I remember watching the Steelers report was probably in the 81 or 82 season. About six or seven, I kind of discovered football, sat there and watched it with my dad. At the time, we were living in the Cambridge area in Ohio, which is kind of uh, central east part of Ohio. And it seemed like we had a lot of Steelers games on. I think that was the game that we got in that area. And... You know, I was a homer. It was near the end of uh, their fourth Super Bowl run. Um, I didn't remember watching the Super Bowl. I'm sure if my dad had it on, I've been watching it. But, you know, it was kind of near the end of Terry Bradshaw's career. And, hey, you know, he won four Super Bowls. I like that. I like the fact they had a really good defense. And it was fun to follow him. Um, a lot of these guys, I don't remember as much. Uh, the guys from the Super Bowl teams, like Terry Bradshaw, was starting to break down near the end of his career. I saw um, Franco Harris near the end of his career, where he was still a good running back, but he definitely wasn't where he was in the past. So it was still fun to follow him. Um, like Chuck Noll, I always thought he was a good coach. So after a lot of those guys like Bradshaw and Harris and those defensive greats from the Steel Curtain days, um, retired. Uh, the Steelers got a position where they were okay, but they were never super great. Um, near the Chuck Knowles tenure, um, you know, they won eight games a lot, nine games a lot. They never were uh, really a Super Bowl threat. And part of the big problem was they just didn't have that quarterback. Um, they had guys who were okay, but they just didn't, wasn't able to get over the hump. I remember watching David Woodley. He used to be the Miami quarterback before uh, Dan Marino came on. That was probably the best guy they had. And at the time, again, I wasn't following the draft in 83, 
But in 83, the Steelers had the opportunity to pick Dan Marino. He fell like a rock in the first round of the draft. The Steelers passed him up. And from watching some documentaries about that draft, uh, Marino's from the University of Pittsburgh. He could have stayed home. I think he kind of wanted to be a Steeler if he could. But they felt that maybe it just wasn't the right fit. Now, I know the Steelers wish they had that decision back over again. Um, but, you know, in the years past... You know, Noel got the end of his tenure. It was a blah team. The Steelers, um, Noel ended up retiring. And then they got the great Bill Cowher. And it was fun. Um, the Steelers still didn't have that, you know, bona fide, incredible quarterback. But Cowher brought a lot of stability to the team. Uh, Blitzburg came. And, oh, man, I loved watching those teams. You think about guys like Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green. Um, you know, Hardy Nickerson. Um, there were so many good linebackers in that era of Bill Cowerball. And the Steelers played differently. On offense, it wasn't the most thrilling thing to watch. Uh, but for a long time, they focused on the run. Uh, you thought uh, Barry Foster. I mean, they'd run the ball a ton. They wouldn't throw it a lot. And they had guys that wouldn't really lose in the game, like Mike Tomczak. I like Mike Tomczak as a person. He never was a franchise quarterback, but He didn't lose a lot on his own. He didn't make the big turnover. Um, And then they had a guy, Neil Donald, who was fun. Uh, Neil had some really solid, productive years for the Steelers. Then we just stopped back to that nightmare in Super Bowl against Dallas, where they could have beat Dallas, but O'Donnell had some really crucial interceptions at the end. Then you had Cordell Stewart for the Steelers. And, you know, Cordell was funny. In a couple years, he was a super strong quarterback. Some years, he played like the MVP. And some years, he played, I thought I could play better than him. And it was fun reading the article about Stewart, uh, where he kind of looked back at his career. And he was frustrated. Uh, He wanted to play quarterback. I think the Steelers, you know, thought of him as a slash. They wanted to continue that direction. They thought maybe... He could have been like that whole thing receiver, but he wanted to play quarterback. And that disappointed me. And there was a lot of weird stuff going on with Cordell. Uh, a lot of people who would criticize him because he was black, which was sad, really unfortunate. Uh, and there were a lot of people that spread rumors that he was gay and all this other stuff. And it was just very unfortunate comments. It was sad to see Pittsburgh react like that to Cordell. And it's a shame, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, we came for that time of Cordell. And then, you know, they had okay quarterbacks. Uh, the guy that pops to mind was the great Tommy Maddox, who, you know, he was a overachiever, in my opinion. Um, I, I thought he was good. He wasn't great. He had some r- uh, good, solid years for the Steelers. They went to a mix more of the pass and the run. Uh, it got to be a more dynamic offense. You saw guys like um, Heinz Ward and Plaxico Burris come. And I, I enjoyed that spark. Um, Max was good. Steelers were still going to the playoffs, but he wasn't great. Um, at the same time, that defense, man, if you ask me to name my favorite Steelers, a lot of them came from a defensive side. Um, Rob Woodson, oh, I love the playmakers, the guys that would get those um, touchdowns from a defensive end. Woodson was great for that. And it was just it was just a fun team to follow. That defense was scary. And it was so fun to watch. 
But to become that complete team, you know, Sewers needed a quarterback. I've got Ben Roethlisberger. I, I'm an Ohio guy. You know, Ben came from uh, Miami University here down in Southern Ohio. I didn't know much about him, but one thing that impressed me about him, though, was his build. He looked like a young John Elway. Um, I'm not a John Elway fan. Um, you know, a lot of people in Ohio don't like John Elway because he beat up on the Browns. Uh, he beat the Steelers sometimes, too, which was really tough for me to see. But I like that. I liked his build. I liked the fact he had an arm. And I liked the fact that Ben could run. And it was funny because the year that Ben came out, a lot of people were looking at him as that third-best quarterback saying, hey, Eli Manning is going to be the best. And, man, that Phillip Rivers from NC State was going to be the best. Manning and Rivers have had decent careers. Um, Manning with two Super Bowls. I think you will end up seeing Manning in the Hall of Fame. But Ben played the best. Uh, ben was a good... Uh, I liked it when Ben came in. I, I just had the feeling he was going to be a long-term quarterback. Had to fill in the world and win some Super Bowls under Ben. And what a difference he made to that offense. It was great. I mean, the first year he won the Super Bowl... They almost won the Super Bowl despite uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you remember they had great offensive line at that time. Uh, they were carried a lot by the running of Willie Parker and Jerome Bettis. Um, and you think Willie Parker had a 75-yard run um, in the Super Bowl. It really sold that game away. I mean, that, the game where they beat the Seahawks. That was in question for a while. And Willie really did it. And, yeah, Ben had a rough Super Bowl. He didn't play that well in that game. But as the years went on, you saw a maturation uh, to Ben's play. You also saw a maturation, in my opinion, to Ben's heart. I mean, it's well chronicled. Uh, ben had some issues um, as a young quarterback. He almost lost his life in a motorcycle accident. Uh, he had some instances in bars with women that were troubling, to say the least. There was a time in Ben's career where a lot of people in Pittsburgh wanted him gone. He was suspended. Uh, things were really rough for him. But he kept growing. And I think a lot of it, uh, hey, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And, you know, I think when Ben became a believer and a Christian, I think it really calmed him down. I think Ben became a much better person, a leader. And I think um, his quarterback ability was always there. I don't think that made him a better or worse quarterback. But that maturation, that leadership meant a lot um, to Ben as a person, to Ben as a husband. And Ben, obviously, for the sake of this conversation, as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I got to tell you, through the years, the Steelers, um, when I was younger, the Steelers were a team that didn't really get in trouble that much with the law and everything. You look at teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, they had a lot of arrests and everything. And for a long time, the Steelers weren't like that. Uh, it's changed a little bit now. You've seen the Steelers kind of running, uh, maybe not as much a foul of the law, but there's a lot of weird stuff going on. You look at Antonio Brown, who kind of just, um, he came in the league as such a great, uh, they, they call him a hard worker, a quiet guy, a guy that let his play do his talking. And, you know, Antonio got caught up in the social media world and everything and kind of flaunted his way out of Pittsburgh. You look at guys like Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, Le'Veon was a solid, productive worker. Um, but Le'Veon held out one year to try to get some money, and Le'Veon never had years like he did for Pittsburgh. And as of this recording, uh, we're right before Labor Day. 
Le'Veon's not even in the NFL right now. <laughs> Things could change nearby, but Le'Veon's had a tough time. Um, I, I get frustrated when I look at some of the more current Steelers, like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, great receiver. I think there's, we expect a lot of big things out there. Uh, Juju this year. I don't like some of the crap he pulls on TikTok and other stuff. You know, hey, I like social media. We all use it and everything. But keep your focus on the field. Um, if at work I was letting my personal social media get in the way, they talk to me at work about it. Same thing with Juju. He's got to straighten up and just kind of become more mature. Uh, maybe you can have that bad moment where his life changes. I look at the same as a uh, guy like Chase Claypool. Um, man, Chase Claypool is a men's talent. Um, I look at him and I think of Randy Moss. I think of Calvin Johnson, which is really high praise for a young receiver. But Chase gets a little goofy on social media, too. That bothers me. Um, you know, I'm hoping, I'm recording this right before 2021. Um, hopefully, Chase can really have a breakout year. And I think he's talented has all the ability in the world. Um, but we'll see if he can do that. Devin Bush, what a pick for the Steelers. Um, is the maturity there? I hope so, but I'm not sure. So I say all that to the Steelers as an organization and a team have changed a little bit for the years. But I've always supported them, and I really want to continue to support them because I love the team. Um, stability means so much. Um, you know, Ben has been quarterback for the Steelers, I believe, since the 04 season. That's stability. Um, one stat that every time I think of it blows me away. Uh, current coach is Mike Tomlin. I respect him so much as a guy. Right before Tomlin was Bill Cower, who was there for a long time. And before that was Chuck Knoll, who became the coach of the Steelers in 1969. You think of it, since 1969, and we're in 2021, the Steelers have had three coaches. Um, you know, our nemesis, the Browns, have had probably 50 coaches at the same time, too. And that means so much out of that stability. And hopefully that continues in Pittsburgh. There's some questions going into 2021. But I love their stability. I love the fact that they've, you know, kind of have kept the ship upright um, most of the time. And it's just definitely been very much a fun football team to watch over the years. So, um, you know, I know it's weird. I know I'm in Ohio. I know a lot of my friends and co-workers, you know, like the Ohio teams, the Browns and Bengals. I don't understand why you like the Browns and Bengals for Steelers, but hey, that's cool. But hey, try to share some thoughts of why I like the Pittsburgh Steelers most of all. Um, hey, thanks for checking out the podcast, The Ohioan. It's a fun passion project that we do. I love my guys that uh, work with me, um, Craig Schaub. Uh, Paul Yanchek, Joe Frost, Brandon Klein, uh, John Roots helped for the years. And I love the guests that regularly come on the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, support our sponsors and share us with your friends. This has been a great passion project. And thank you for this listen and share us with your friends. Have a great day, everybody. And thanks for checking out The Ohioan and my thoughts on why I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about 
our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.